1: Already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. Thank you for tuning in to the Toxin Terminator. If you are a first time listener, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button underneath YouTube. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out in any episodes. We are live every Monday and Thursday, and you can also find us on Facebook. We go live here as well. Um, we so appreciate you coming back in. If you're a longtime listener, we do appreciate you, and we do take your comments and love to see your feedback as you are watching the show live if that's what you are doing. With us today, I have Dr. Gayla mckenzie Strawn with us. She is a certified functional medicine practitioner. She is a doctor of natural medicine, a doctor of chiropractic, and a board-certified traditional naturopath. She has spent better than 30 years in her practice, helping countless and thousands and thousands of people find true Healing. She also has her own podcast called Your Health Connection. So you'll want to make sure you check her out with that. And you know, we love, love, love having naturopaths on the podcast because we know we're getting down and we're digging into the root of all issues with us. First of all, welcome, Dr. Gaylor. We're so glad to have you here. Thank, Thank you me. so much for having me. You bet. Um I spent probably the first five years I was in my journey just listening to this expert and, you know, being the guinea pig and trying out what they said and seeing if it made an impact for me and then flitting over here and trying something else before I really thought about maybe I should be testing (laughs) to see what's going on with my body. And I know we're going to get into that and really talk about the importance of that. But first, you know, what got you into naturopath?
2: You know, I suffered from the time I was two years old with horrible abdominal pain. I remember climbing into bed with my parents at night. My dad would rub my tummy. Anyway, it was a long journey. And I made several visits to the emergency room. And I was always just told, oh, it's just gas, take activated charcoal. But no one ever figured out what was wrong with me. Um, No one was ever able to tell me what to do to prevent it. So that's why I decided to get into natural health care, because no one in conventional medicine was giving me answers. Also, my mom had a migraine every day of her life. Mm-hmm. And I just remember every morning my dad would have to make breakfast because my mom always had a headache and she was in bed with the drapes drawn and in the dark. Yeah. For those two reasons, I decided to get into natural medicine to find the answers and it took years of study and research but i finally was able to I- identify why i had severe abdominal pain and severe constipation most of my life
1: wow and do you find that as you were digging for those answers for both yourself and your mom i mean what a blessing to be able to help her are you finding that the the root of the issues is kind of like not necessarily always the same in everybody, but there's some, a lot of really similar causes for many people.
2: Yeah, I've found in my practice of over 35 years that pretty much everything starts in the gut. <laughs> and that's pretty well accepted now. I'd say probably 90 to 95% of what we see coming in, whether it's patients that have migraines, children or adults who have eczema or dermatitis, or brain inflammation causing anxiety, depression, ADHD. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, it's starting in the gut.
1: You know, and that's so interesting because, you know, you rattled off, you know, eczema and joint pain and, you know, some of the things, you know, neurological things that we would never associate with the gut. And in years past, you would get sent off to all kinds of different specialists, right, to try to... I, you know, isolate this portion of the body and figure out what's going on. How more recently has it been that that really science is saying, "Hey, it's it's here. It's in the gut." Well, the term intestinal permeability is
2: now quite well accepted. Uh, doctors like Dr. Fasano, who's a Harvard, he's yeah. a Harvard researcher, a pediatric uh, pediatrician, mm-hmm. a pediatric gastroenterologist, discovered. Something called zonulin, which we found the gluten in most of the grains of the United States because of the glyphosates and the genetically mo- mo- genetic modification of our grains can stimulate the production of that chemical that opens up the tight junctions in the gut and allows this intestinal permeability or leaky gut as the lay term. And when that happens, if you're leaking toxins or undigested food particles, From your small intestine, where everything's broken down and absorbed, into your blood, your immune system, your white blood cells are going to recognize those particles as foreign and create inflammatory chemicals like histamines that will cause headaches, cytokines that will cause joint pain. And over time, if we don't address that and fix that, it can lead to autoimmune diseases because if your immune system is reacting day after day after day, eventually the immune system can go haywire. And then you could get Hashimoto's thyroiditis or rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or any of the autoimmune diseases that we're seeing now.
1: Right. And, um, you know, in a certification I just completed, I was reading uh, one of the research articles that there are now over 200 recognized autoimmune diseases.
2: Yes. And and uh, eczema was just recognized as an autoimmune disease. And in the last 15 to 20 years of practice, I've seen more cases of eczema in children than I did in the first 15. And I really think it's because of what we've done to our food sources. These kids are getting so many antibiotics in mm-hmm. their meats, their farmed fish, all the pesticides and glyphosates mm-hmm. in our food um, is definitely contributing to this leaky
1: gut problem, an overimmune reaction, and then you have eczema. Right. 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 Well, in that overimmune reaction, um, you know, for our audience, so that they understand what we're talking about. This is like your body saying, hey, I'm in this fight and flight mode constantly. um, And and I'm just going to stay here in this highly elevated, really kind of sick state uh, for a long period of time. I've heard that even with autoimmune diseases, by the time you get a diagnosis, that you have an autoimmune disease, that your body has had this for anywhere from 10 to 15 years.
2: Yes, it takes time because it's the immune system is being activated month after month after month. And then eventually, and I don't think we know why, it just goes haywire. And then your immune system starts attacking your own cells. Uh,
1: which is absolutely crazy to me. Um, I know we're kind of glued on this autoimmune thing, but I don't think that people realize that autoimmune diseases, is it your philosophy that autoimmune diseases can be reversed by healing the body? Yes. Yeah, we have to start by, and we start, I we always start
2: with the gut. The first thing that we do is we test, not gas. And you mentioned tests to find out exactly what's going on in your gut. You have a hundred trillion different microbes in your gut, and everyone has to be in balance. So when you take antibiotics or so you eat foods that have the antibiotics, like most of our meats or our fish, farmed fish, that balance goes off because the antibiotics don't just kill the bad guys. They're broad spectrum. So they also kill the good guys. So if you kill the good guys, the bad guys multiply. Now you have what's called dysbiosis, you have an imbalance. And once these critters take over, especially if they move into the small intestine and they go through that leaky gut into
1: the blood, this is where we create inflammation and problems. And, and real, real issues. Now, are you seeing in your practice more of a widespread of this dysbiosis after, especially like this last year where they were touting use hand sanitizer, um, you know, and we've got people actively trying to use all these products that while on the surface seem like a good idea are actually kind of putting that balance out of whack for our bodies.
2: Yes, Exactly. Wow. It's why children play with dirt. It's why we have hydrochloric acid in our stomach is a barrier to any of bacteria microbes
1: coming in on our fruits and vegetables to destroy them. Right. Exactly. And I've even had um, read studies where they're saying that, um, you know, it's not just what you're doing. You're talking about you're seeing children now, babies, you know, with eczema that a lot of this stuff is being passed down between mother and child in the womb. It doesn't even have to be that the child has to be born to be experiencing these toxins, um, you know, that are creating the the inflammation process that's happening in the body. That's right. And if the mother has food allergies, she's passing
2: the antibodies through to the baby. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, toxins are going through to the baby. And then if the mother, when the baby's being born, tests positive for strep, she's getting an IV with the antibiotics. So the baby's getting antibiotics as it comes through the birth canal. And that's uh, sterilizing the good bacteria, the acidophilus in the vagina. So the baby doesn't get that when it inhales. And if the mom has been taking antibiotics and she doesn't have good bifidobacteria in her breast milk, the baby is off to not a very good start, especially if it's a C-section.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's so many things that, and the last thing we want to do is be shaming anybody for decisions that they've made. Um, you know, what I do with our shows is just really providing education so people can be enlightened to, you know, maybe there might be a better choice that we can make as we move forward. So we've talked about the dysfunction, you know, the inflammation that happens in the body and the inflammation. Well, I, I said something about the, um, well, first, let's go back to the inflammation in the gut. Talk to me about when the gut is inflamed. Let's talk about the mental health issues. You know, we are seeing such widespread anxiety, stress, um, you know, depression, uh, fear, you know, all these things that uh, in, in an overzealous way, um, what's the connection in between the two, the gut and the brain?
2: Well, 90 to 95% of your serotonin is made in your gut. So if you have gut dysbiosis, gut dysfunction, and you're not making enough serotonin, that is our feel-good brain chemical that keeps us relaxed and gives us a sense of well-being. So the antidepressants like Prozac, for example, is affecting receptors for serotonin. But 90 to 95% of that's made in your gut. And also your GABA, maybe 50 to 60% of your GABA, which is the brain chemical or neurotransmitter that helps us sleep at night. It's very calming and relaxing. That's made in your gut. And 50 to 60% of your dopamine, which is that let's get out and do things. It's what motivates us, which gives energy is made in your gut. So if those are off balance, if you're not making enough, then you're going to likely have anxiety and depression. Also, when you have inflammation, if you have a leaky gut or intestinal dysbiosis and you're leaking those undigested food particles or toxins into your blood, your blood, your white blood cells respond by producing inflammatory chemicals like cytokines and histamines, and that can inflame the brain. And when you inflame the brain, you're gonna have ADHD, you're gonna have anxiety. So two things, you have possibly brain inflammation, and you have a lack of production of uh, neurotransmitters in your gut. Right. I well, one thing, because you made a good point, backing up. I didn't want to shame anyone either, because there's something we can do. If you do have to have the IV um, for a strap or if you, you know, whatever, you can give the baby probiotics after it's born, which we do. And that's something you can do to yeah. overcome that.
1: Hey there, I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic-free. And I totally understand, that. hey, we're not all scientists, and maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living, a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know, from essential oils to personal care products, makeup supplements, items for kids and babies, and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there, they're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you wanna shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. Yes, I love that. Well, and that's the thing too. I I, you know, there's so many times where I listen, you know, to how sometimes we can talk. And and, you know, I'm I'm at this, you know, over here, and somebody might be over here and they don't understand. And I don't want anybody to ever feel guilty about decisions. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Well, because you know, that that doesn't help and serve anybody in any way, you know, shape or form. So we know this this you know, inflammation and this in balance, not only, you know, if the cytokine, uh, um, but what you you mentioned it just a minute, you, you know, that storm right. that happens in the body, that also affects our immune system, which, you know, we have to keep the immune system has to be balanced, everything in the body has to be in this perfect harmony, in order for everything to work, you know, properly. So let's spend the last half of our time talking about how do we get there? You know, how do we start from you know this point of you know imbalance in our body and get us into a, a state of of balance and really optimal health, where you know we'll have better sleep, we have a boosted you know immune system, our hormones are balanced out, we're digesting, and you know everything is in a in a really balanced and harmonious state.
2: Um. So, are you talking about? You mean? Someone who doesn't have health problems who just wants to stay healthy or someone who has health problems and where do you start? What do you do?
1: Well, let's be real. (laughs) How many people out there do we feel like don't have health problems? I mean, most of the people that are coming to us have some sort of issue and a lot of them it's digestive issues or skin issues or, you know, allergies or, you know, gosh, I eat this food and... I'm, you know, bloated and I have horrible abdominal pain or, right? So the first place we start, what I
2: always start with is something called the GI map. It's a DNA stool test. It's the gold standard, I think, in testing because it tests bacterial pathogens. It looks for fungal forms, yeast forms, parasites, worms. It has a marker that shows how if we are producing adequate pancreatic enzymes to break down our foods. It has a marker to show if we're breaking down our fats and properly absorbing those. It has a marker that shows how much inflammation we have in our gut. Another one, secretory IgA is a marker for how robust our immune system is in our gut. 80% of that is in your gut, your immune system. Mm-hmm. So it's a great test just to take a, a picture of what's right. happening in your gut. That's the first one that we always do. And one of the things um, for years, we called it IBS, but now we call it small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And that just means that bacteria can move from the large intestine up into the small intestine. And it can either, when those bacteria are there, they ferment carbohydrates and produce gas. And there are two different types of gases. A methane gas and patients who have that, and we can do a breath test for that, tend to have constipation and bloating and gas. Patients who have hydrogen gas tend to have loose stool or diarrhea, but also bloating and gas. So we test to find out, and we also look at symptoms to find out, um, does someone have this condition called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is very prevalent now because we eat a lot of simple, most Americans eat a lot of simple carbohydrates. And again, because of all the antibiotics and glyphosates and what we've done to our food. Um, so, that's the first step is to identify what's going on. Then we kill pathogens. So, anything we find that should not be there, we kill. And mm-hmm. I, I recommend antimicrobials, herbals to kill those. And usually we do about 12 weeks of the killing phase where we kill the uh, fungal forms or the bacterial forms or parasites or whatever we find on the test. We add back enzymes, we add back the proper probiotics. Usually we recommend soil-based probiotics if you have this gas and bloating condition because Lactobacillus acidophilus can actually feed the bacteria in mm-hmm. the colon and make the bloating right. work. Then after that, we recommend nutrients to seal that gut lining, to seal up those t- tight junctions, seal and, and, and balance and correct and soothe that uh, gut lining. Nutrients like glutamine and zinc, and there are others. And then mm-hmm. we... We recommend a broad spectrum probiotic with all the good bacteria and the prebiotics, which is the food for the good bacteria in your large intestine to feed upon. And then after that, we usually will move into a detox program because I don't recommend doing a detox program if you have gut issues because you're detoxing. If you're detoxing into a gut that isn't working properly, you're probably not going to feel very well. So right.
1: that's kind of the those
2: are the phases that we right.
1: Well, and you can kind of put yourself, I, I mean a couple of different things. Number one, you know, the great news is is the gut lining heals itself very quickly. Yeah, um, you know, and that's the great news for all of us. But secondly, let's talk about that there's a, like a detox cycle. You talked about, you know, we we want to make sure that we've got things moving before we try to detox. There's there's actually this cycle that it 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 actually dumps everything kind of back into the body would be kind of, you know, the easiest way to describe it is just keeps moving through and recycling through the body. That's why we have more of the skin issues, more of the headaches and the brain fog and almost flu-like symptoms, right? Right. Yeah,
2: yeah probably a good way of explaining this would be um, the gold standard for hormone testing is called a DUTCH. It's a dry urine test, right? And so what we know is your hormones have to be imbalanced. So right. if you have any kind of menstrual problems, say breast cysts, fibroids, PMS, uh cramping, breast tenderness, mood swings during or before or during your period. This usually indicates that your hormones are off. So mm-hmm. what happened? Usually a 25 year old or 35 year old woman is not going to be producing too much estrogen. But what we find is there's an imbalance between their estrogen and progesterone right. and they have opposite effects. And so going back to your um, idea or your Uh, what you just mentioned about the liver and detoxification, your ovaries, your adrenal glands, your fat cells will produce estrogen and progesterone. Your body uses what it needs. And then that leftover estrogen goes to your liver. And there are two phases. It's called phase one and phase Mm -hmm. two conjugation. So there are two phases of liver detoxification. And what happens is that toxic estrogen, when I draw the model for a patient, Mm -hmm. I'll show it as little X's in the blood. And that little, the little X, the toxic estrogen, hits your liver, and it has to bind up. So I'll show the X with a circle with a line. So that's a bond. Then it goes into the next phase, and I'll draw, like, two lines with the X and the O. And then they have to go into your colon to get out of your body. A couple things can happen. If you're either phase one or phase two, conjugation's off, that estrogen can stay in your blood because it's not being dumped into your colon. That's a problem because it doesn't mean you're producing too much estrogen. It means you're retaining it. And that's called estrogen dominance. Right. So that's one thing. Then the next thing that happens is that bound up estrogen then goes into your colon. And one of the markers we look at on a DNA stool test um, is a marker that shows it's something called beta glucuronidase. And it's an enzyme in your large intestine that can break apart that conjugated estrogen bond liberated, it, it could go back through the wall of the colon and back into the blood. And now you're contributing to estrogen, do- estrogen dominance that way as well. So the, the intestine, the GI tract has to be normalized as well as the liver de-
1: uh, conjugation pathways. Right, right. So what I'm hearing is, is that it's not even that things are bad. We want things balanced out, obviously with everything, but we also need the body to be recirculating and getting rid of everything as well. It isn't just always just the numbers. It's how our body's using or not using, um, you know, different things inside. It's, It's always so amazing to me. Um, constipation you talked about you know the, the the depending on the kind of gas people get right. when i talk to people especially when they're first into their journey and i ask them if they're constipated and they say no i poop a couple times a week <laughs> you No, know, you have to
2: be having a bowel movement every single day constipation is not moving every day If you go two days you're constipated
1: well, yes I- and then freely, you know, if you have yeah. to strain and work at it, that's that's constipated as well, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: You know, okay. I just wanted to get that out there from, you're hearing it from somebody besides me. That <laughs> that's the way it is. Right. So, okay, so we're we're working on these tests. We've, we've done a stool or GI mapping test, um, and we've looked at so many different factors with that. We can, have as a female, do we do Dutch testing on men, or is that just done on females? Yes, I do Dutch testing on men quite often. I have a lot of men
2: in their 20s or 30s who come in with terrible acne, and mm-hmm. the Dutch test looks at... The master hormone, pregnanolone. it looks at your levels of, of progesterone, of all three estrogens, your estrogen pathway. So it shows us if your estrogen pathways are not working well, there's three different pathways. It also shows us all of your male hormones, your DHEA. It shows us your androgens, your testosterone. Is your testosterone converting properly? Because if you're producing too much of that DHT, you're going to have hair loss. And that's why we do it on men who have acne, because very often they have high DHT. So they'll start to lose their hair and they have acne or they have high levels of androgens with women. Also, if they have high androgen levels, we'll see sometimes acne and PCOS, which has blood sugar imbalance and, you know, insulin resistance. But yes, to answer your question, we definitely do it for men.
1: Nice. That, and that's good to know that, you know, men need to be checking this stuff out, too. Okay, so now we have the testing done. And so we're not guessing at what's going on with us. We're figuring out, all right, here is the here is the problem. What are some I mean, obviously, everybody's going to test a little bit different. But is there sort of kind of a protocol that we're going to walk people through? You mean how we address what we find? Right. You know, if we, if we know the gut is inflamed, you know, on 90 percent of the people who come in, what what types of things are we going to suggest our top three recommendations to really get that gut back into balance?
2: Well, depending on what we find. But if you have
1: um, a, met,
2: a methane dominant type, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, the best product I've found is something called a tran Dr. Brown, he's a gastroenterologist in San Antonio, developed it a few years ago. For me, that's the gold standard for SIBO with constipation. That, and I usually recommend a super garlic. Mm-hmm. Uh, combination of garlic and a is the best one for constipation. And then I recommend a soil-based probiotic. If someone has loose bowel or diarrhea, biocidin is the gold standard. And I just listened to a webinar about a month ago. I don't know if you've heard that one, but it's excellent. And this doctor um, did a presentation, all the studies on biocidin. She had a beautiful slide presentation. I have two pediatricians who are patients, and I shared it with them because I see kids all the time. What's beautiful about biocidin is it's an herbal product. In their studies, 100% of patients who had diarrhea got rid of it. It's great for eczema, for acne, rosacea. I could go on and on. But it's a liquid. So we can give one drop to a 10-pound baby, like, you know, a one-month-old baby. We can give, you know, two drops to a 20-pound baby and or three drops to a 30-pound baby. So you can use it with kids. It's great for eczema. It really helps. The biocidin has been shown to kill every pathogen that we see on the GI map. Nice. And it doesn't kill any of the probiotic bacteria. So it's a great product. Um, I always recommend that. And then with diarrhea, you know, it just depends. If there are parasites, then we use anti-parasitic right, products. Right. If we see H. pylori, then we use something that has mastica and zinc carnosine and nutrients that are going to kill that particular bacteria that can cause ulceration. Um, and then digestive enzymes, if we see low levels of enzymes or bile salts, if they have, mm-hmm. you know, a
1: uh, poor fat breakdown and they have symptoms. Nice. Nice. So what can um, someone do, you know, because a lot of things that we do, we we've got to see somebody to get the recommendations, the testing done to know exactly where to do. Do you have things like you've over your last 30 plus years of working that look for you guys at home um, and I'm not diagnosing or treating or anything like that, but you know, here's some kind of top tips to really help, you know, really just improve the vitality of your health. If you do these things, top three, that to really three. make a difference.
2: I would eliminate gluten. Mm-hmm. If you live in the United States, if I lived in Europe, I'd probably eat gluten. I just, I, I won't touch gluten in this country uh, because there are plenty of gluten-free products that are good that you can mm-hmm. use to replace. Um, if you're going to eat dairy, if you don't have a problem with dairy, then I recommend pastured make sure it's pastured um you know i i tend to not eat dairy occasionally goat's milk but you know in japan and in asia they don't eat any dairy they don't have problems with osteoporosis my sister in law is japanese she doesn't eat any dairy products it's not part of their diet or the chinese or most of the asians so it's a fallacy to think that yeah. you have to have milk products in order to prevent bone loss So I would say probably eliminating deer. Actually, let me back up. Top of my sugar. Eliminate sugar. (laughs) Gluten. Those are my top three. Probably, you know, soy, make sure if you're going to eat it, if you don't have a problem with it, that it's organic, because most of it's genetically modified. Mm -hmm. Um, But sugar is, you know, sugar. When we look at heart disease, I look more at, Triglyceride try levels and sugar in terms of heart disease than I do fat. So yeah. sugar also suppresses our immune system for up to six hours after ingestion of any form of sugar. So if you're trying to prevent infections, sugar is your enemy. If you want sugar, I recommend something like monk fruit or stevia or natural sugar that doesn't affect your blood sugar. Um, but sugar's top of the list, then gluten, then probably dairy. As far as the avoids. What I recommend on the positive side is okay. lots of fruits and vegetables. You know, the Mediterranean diet is, has been the most studied diet out there, and it's fruits and vegetables. What I advocate is a pegan diet. That's Mark, you've probably heard of Mark Hyman, which yes. is partly paleo, grass fed meats, wild caught fish, pastured eggs, and lots of vegetables. Right. And low sugar fruits. I ate lots of berries, blueberries, raspberry, blackberry. Yeah, the low sugar fruits. Love That's that. That's I advocate.
1: I love it. I love that you put a positive back in there. Yes. Last, last question, and then I'm going to give you the floor to wrap up and give your final thoughts. Is I always ask my guests, what is your number one best toxin-free lifestyle tip? Best
2: toxin-free lifestyle tip? You know, I would probably recommend because I need to look at your work on just cleaning up all the getting rid of all the toxins in your house, the plastics, all the chemicals, the chemicals in your soaps and detergents. I mean, I, I see kids all the time and they have eczema, they're covered with eczema and it's the laundry detergent or it's the body soap or it's the shampoo or the hand soap. I have a lot of nurses and it's the hand soap that is causing the eczema on
1: their hands. So, yeah, I'd say I'd throw it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, I'm going to give you the last couple minutes just to get final thoughts. Um, do you have anything coming up that you want to let our audience know about, and um, just finish? Well, and- it's been a pretty
2: stressful year, and for everyone, right? So, one tip I would say is, I just uh, posted a study on my Facebook page a couple about a week ago the best thing that you can do to protect yourself from COVID is to make sure your vitamin D levels are good because they did a study in Europe and then they followed it up at the Mayo Clinic. The patients who got COVID had the lowest levels of vitamin D. So make sure you're checking and taking your vitamin D Um, zinc, make sure you're getting zinc in your multi and vitamin C. I'd say those three, just in terms of the pandemic and protecting yourself. Uh, Keeping your immune system really strong and it helps to protecting against COVID. Um, Let's see what else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, as far as what I have. So because of all the stress, I created a free stress support program and it's 100% free. I'm not charging for it. It has diet. It's a 28 day program. It has dietary advice. It has a shopping cart. Um, you know when you a grocery shopping list menus meal plan it's all in there for free it's all on a free app that you can download and then I just have tips it has breathing exercises that um, uh, it, it, there are videos of breathing mm-hmm. techniques to help really relax and, and uh, release stress and then it has a couple product recommendations just to support the adrenals b vitamins for your nervous system so it's a free stress support program so i just invite people just go to my website it's free download
1: Nice. And we are scrolling that. If you're watching us live, we're scrolling it down below the screen. It's just Dr. G-A-I-L-A If you're listening, we'll have that in the show notes. So make sure you'll be able to click right through the link. Dr. Gayla, thank you so much for coming on today. You have just been a breath of so much knowledge and information. And I know you have impacted so many people by sharing that. Thank you so much for having me. You bet.